Hello, and welcome to Guaranteed Adventures. What you're about to hear is a promotion from Tomes of the Chaos Bard, another family-friendly actual play tabletop RPG podcast. If you enjoy us, and you thought, I would love it if they have a longer story, then you should head on over to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. They're fun, they're funny, and they have original music. So without further ado, Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Our story starts in the land Caleth, where a goblinoid power is rising in the north with contention in its wake. We follow our intrepid heroes who I have called to bring balance to the chaos. Our fearless leader, Roscoe. So you're the leader of this group. Well, that's what they tell me. Our lady with one body and two minds, Lila and Garatha. There are two of us here. They're very distinct personalities, but... Never, never dull moment, never lonely, that's for sure. Our timid Henley. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Mm. <laughs> Our adventurous Fenrir. And he's going to start making his way, but he wants to be playing a song as he goes. <laughs> <laughs> And our wise Boudreaux. Once upon a time, they'd be human, and then they turn into a scary animal, and that's why you call them where, because you don't know where the human went. Tomes of the Chaos Bard, an actual play D&D podcast with original songs and music. A podcast for all ages. You can find us on any major podcast platform and YouTube. I am Solemn the Chaos Bard. Come. Join us as we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. <laughs> Bye. Hello, and welcome to Guaranteed Adventures where the stories might change, but the adventure is guaranteed. I am your DM, GM, DM, GM, Tim. Uh, and going around the table, we have... Nathan, playing Bertram Honksleaf. Seth, playing Otis. I'm the other Seth, playing Quill. Kyle, playing Jean Autan. Last time on uh, Maplewood, we met our apprentices of the caretakers who have been given their capstone mission to figure out what is causing their sapling to die. We met Otis Segrain, who is the maple leaf who brought the message who might have a little something something hidden away in uh, in his past that- uh, I don't know why I think that. The mission was given. Jean and Quill went back to their families to uh, say goodbye. Quill to get permission from his wife to go on the mission. Uh, But yeah, Jean, uh, as you're waking up, uh, are you the first one up in your house? Jean is always the first one to wake up. Does Jean cook breakfast? Jean does not cook breakfast. Okay. But he will get up and just start, I don't know, he just would just start praying. Okay. Nice. Kind of going through the, his ritual stuff. Going through of, his ritualist. Yeah. Uh, does he have his uh, helmet on? Yes. Okay. Does he? Does That's he the have... first thing he puts on in the morning. Okay. He doesn't. He doesn't sleep with it on, but he. No, he takes it off. Okay. But as you're kind of up and you're uh, doing your prayers and everything, you hear uh, outside uh, of your house. You hear uh, the sound of a stick 
uh, hitting against uh, like a tree. As you look out your window, uh, you see your son Paul is out there uh, just up and, and practicing. I'll uh, finish up my prayer and then I'll head out there. Okay. Yeah, he's kind of got his back to you, and he's uh, doing one of the training dummies that I'm sure that you've got probably uh, lots of them out there. And so he's uh, practicing with his stick sword on there. I'll uh, pick up one of the training uh, halberds and go to practice something next to him and then just start showing off my moves. Yes. Uh, as he he kind of notices you come up, and he uh, immediately stops and like stands at attention. It is okay, son. Continue your training. I am just warming up for my adventure. Yes, Papa. I just wanted to be the best that I could be uh, before you left and show you that I will be able to protect the family from anything that will happen. Paul, I know you are the best that you can be. Papa, I'm going to miss you. I will miss you, your sister, Belle, Dane, Jane, and Percy, and your mother. And Bertram. <laughs> and, and Bertram. <laughs> yes, uh, Papa, it is... I know it is some things that you must do, but please come back. I will come back victorious, and the maple will be fine. Yes, Papa. Hangar! And he like takes his sword and starts swinging at you. I'll just catch it. <laughs> you have to do better than that. You used that trick last week. Oh, that is right. That always works on Belle and Dane, though. That is because they are younger than you. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, I suppose. <laughs> Finish up your training. I will be inside. Yes, Papa. And uh, just goes back to. I'll go inside and hang out with the rest of my kids before. At breakfast. Nice. by now that the, their breakfast is getting made and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we go over to Quill and uh, his his family. Uh, is Quill the first one up, or is that kind of? Oh no, he sleeps in. He sleeps in. <laughs> He's not on mission. Nice. He doesn't uh, need to be on. So every once in a while, you hear just like uh, commotion going on in the uh, uh, living room, and you know you start smelling, you know, the smell of. Breakfast being made and uh, eggs being cooked and uh, everything's like that. Um, and so it comes a wafts through the open bedroom door. Uh, Quill will come down in slippers and smile at Starlight and say, Honey, thank you for breakfast. Um, I'll, I'll be right back. I better go get the supplies. Yes, dearest. Go collect your supplies. Come back and feast with us. And Quill will uh, walk over to where there's an adjoining door to John's uh, <laughs> duplex. <laughs> the adjoining door. Uh, knock twice to make sure people are aware and then just walk in <laughs> and then go up to um, one of the guest bedrooms where there's just a, a small training studio that John has set up for Quill uh, so that way family can be in one part and uh, the training can be in the other, and he will gather supplies. He'll he'll gather his crossbow, his extra strings, everything like that. Um, the arrows that have been crafted out of his own quills that have naturally fallen out. Ooh, nice. Um, and then a net, and then just some sneaking 
clothing. So thanks to dampen his foot steps. I forgot what that word is. <laughs> but yeah, just to gather, um, just gathering a bunch of supplies that he typically takes on a mission and that hasn't really needed to use except for training purposes. But um, that was usually at the training grounds and didn't need his own personal things, which are a little bit higher quality. Yeah, I imagine that like. Uh, Quill's training room is in Jean's training room, but it's like just this little closeted like box that's perfect for Quill and it's like everything that he needs, but it's like dwarfed by the size of this huge moose's training area. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> uh, so you guys, your families, uh, finish breakfast um, and say goodbyes. Uh, very much heartfelt. Your Jean, your younger kids hand you pieces of paper that they've uh, wrote little messages on and colored and, and uh, things like that, little pieces of parchment and everything. And uh, so, uh, yeah. As we're saying goodbye, I'll uh, go up to Talia and ask her to lift me up. And um, I'll look <laughs> at her straight in the eye because I can only see one yeah. <laughs> when we're this close. <laughs> Talia, I will make sure he comes back. Yes. I know you will. And it was it's definitely more of like a you better because I got five kids and I'm not doing this alone. And there's just a a nod of I understand. Yeah. We are neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you've heard the chaos when he's not home. Yeah, I don't wish that upon anybody. Yes, so he's coming back. I will make sure that he comes back on my life. Thank you, Quill. She puts you down. Where uh, shall we go? Well, we're going yeah, we to should, the monastery. So. If you don't mind, I, uh, I'll i meet you there. I need to make sure that I still have my... I need to practice some of my abilities before we go. Okay. And so, yeah, As Quill will do. just... Cool, just uh, get there, but he will try to do it sneakily and uh, oh, nice. set personal challenges for himself. Like, I'm going to walk in a crowd and not mm. be noticed. Yeah, um, it's it's less about sneaking and more about not being noticed. Right, with everybody around, like just blending in. And yep, because you are like as a former apprentice, you were pretty well known, especially in the smaller village. Um, as you're as you're kind of walking through the town, you see that the festival that was supposed to you know be a, this huge thing all week um, has is pretty dead, and this is only like the the third day uh, of this festival, and so you can definitely feel the energy level of the whole town is like very pensive and like it's like oh, well what's gonna happen? Our maple sapling is dead. What's what's our future like? Um, uh, we'll go to Otis and Bertram. You guys, last night, did you get up to any shenanigans, any fun, as you were, as you had one last night before the mission? Uh, Bertram treated it more, like, personally, like, in Bertram's mind, this was more of just an escort mission, where he was just guiding Otis around, but he was more of, like, a bodyguard the whole time. Whether Otis perceived it that way or not, it's completely up to Otis. <laughs> oh, Otis was just having fun hanging out. Just seeing the seeing the village and yeah, probably would have gone to see any shows if there were any shows going on, and then after that, um, probably played a bunch of games. Nice, yeah. There were like some local theater stuff that that they were that they were doing and and everything like that. So sweet. 
Uh, so you guys are kind of in the, uh, there's like a cafeteria area where all of the, the current caretakers, uh, they're eating there. You guys are there with them. Uh, and, uh, Jean walks in, I guess, are you guys, did, did you keep up with Jean or are you coming in later? Uh, Quill. I would have waited for him. Okay. At I, the entrance. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And I, just to see if I noticed him. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah. Can I, can I see if he noticed me? Yeah. Yeah. Make a, make a stealth roll. Stealth check and then a uh, perception because you're actually looking for him, right? No. Oh, you're not. You're no. just okay. Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, what's your passive perception? Nine. Nine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. My passive perception is nine. <laughs> I would have had it gotten a zero for him to notice me. <laughs> nice. Uh, do you have a plus nine to that? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, expertise. Wow, what kind of characters did you guys create? An idiot. I have expert. <laughs> I have expertise in five skills. Oh my Don't goodness. worry, my my character makes up for them. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. The two Seths went out. <laughs> be be ready. Yeah. Okay. Well, I might have to adjust some of my encounters. But so, Jean, you do not see him at all. Well, you're just standing at the entrance there. I think I'm just like looking at the where the. Sapling used to be. Oh, so the sapling is still there. It's just like black yeah, end. Like, and, like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm just staring at it. Yeah, yeah. And I'll I'll come bearing a cup of water and Jean. <laughs> oh, I did not see you there. How long have you been there? At least thirty seconds. I was just looking at the sapling. Isn't it sad? Yes. We will figure out what is going on. I hope so. I'd like to get back as soon as possible. I want to figure out what's going on. No well, matter then, how long that takes. Or as quickly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The longer the journey, maybe the better. <laughs> or the shorter. <laughs> or the short- we should check every nook and cranny <laughs> to figure out what is going on. Leave no stone unturned. No stone unturned. <laughs> no tree hole unchecked. No village unattended. Or we just get to where we need to and get back. Okay. Are you going to climb every mountain and ford every stream? I would climb whatever needs to be climbed. <laughs> uh, so you guys uh, end up making your way in there uh, into the cafeteria. <laughs> Bertram, Bertram. Yes? Do you guys always get up this early? Oh, I normally get up earlier. This is terrible. How do you live like this? <laughs> a life of discipline can lead you a long way. Uh, we at least wait till the sun comes up in Alderheart. Hmm. But that is all the plenty of time. Like, I was already out there and helped gather some of the fish for this morning. <laughs> oh, there you got fish? Yes. Where's that at? I missed that. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a pond that's out back. I went for a fresh swim, caught some fish myself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe next time. <laughs> yes, you should join me sometime. It's it's wonderful. It's a nice wake up. The cold water's hitting your skin. Very cathartic. I'll reach out and pat whatever I can pat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll just take your word for it. I don't imagine you just start packing, patting his beak. <laughs> <laughs> just right on the beak. Uh, nice. Yes. So you guys uh, are finishing up breakfast. The the uh, the two family men uh, come walking in. Uh, and when the current caretakers, uh, when Osbert sees them, uh, he stands up from his place and says, Well, it is time 
to bestow the blessings of the maple on those who are going to accomplish the maple's great mission. Come, let us go to the chapel. And he leads uh, everyone to the uh, chapel, which is a beautiful uh, kind of uh, cathedral area that is definitely big enough for uh, any servant and moose people that uh, come through. But there's this uh, magnificent stained glass uh, backdrop uh, that is of the maple heart and just the beauty that it has. And it kind of has all of the races of the the wood around it, all of the humble folk, all the bird folk, um, just represented by different um, uh, images there. Uh, so he kind of stands up and uh, arrayed in front of him, you know, smattering of different spell components and different things like that. And he says, Bertram, you come first and present your item to be blessed. All right. And I walk up wielding a necklace that I just look at at Osbert yeah. and I'm like, this necklace was my father's last gift to me. It is my most treasured possession, and I carry it with always. Uh, he takes it and he says, May the blessing of the maple leaf allow you to see those things that go unseen to protect your party from things that are invisible. And uh, he kind of says uh, another prayer, and uh, you see the pendant kind of start to glow a little bit. And then there is uh, a sigil of an eye that kind of appears uh, right in the middle of it. Uh, and so you have the Lantern of Revealing. Uh, so you can add that to your uh, inventory there. Mm-hmm. Otis is going to lean over to John and uh, Quill and be like, hey, were we supposed to have something ready? What's going on here? Uh, Quill looks at John and... <laughs> I th- John's just kind of ignoring him right now just because he's so, like, he's watching this. He's very... <laughs> What's this blessing all about? Quill will look, look, lean over and talk to Otis like, Yes, you were supposed to have something ready, but um, just pick an item. Pick an item. What kind of item? Anything. Anything? Anything. I just, I just start patting myself to try to figure <laughs> out what to grab. <laughs> have you never participated in one of these in previous ceremonies? The, I mean, the, no, the the previous uh, the caretakers at the last monastery I was at, the last chapter I was at, didn't do this before I left. Oh, well, I don't know. Do something meaningful to you or, I don't know, you could use, use your badge. Uh, I kind of look at the bat. I kind of pull it off and look at it and then hesitantly put it back on. I say, yeah, maybe I could do that. I'll figure something out. Uh, Osbert uh, has finished the ceremony with uh, Bertram and says, Quill, come forth with your item to be blessed. Quill will walk forward and present his wedding ring, which is made out of um, Jean's um, antler that he shed many years ago. Um, nice. And pull it forth and ask this to be blessed. Quill, thank you for going on this adventure, this mission, and figuring out why our maple leaf is dead. For your blessing, may you be ever shifty in the eyes of your enemies, and may you constantly be sneaking up on them from behind. I don't know. It's kind of, I, you're, the what, what you do is so different than anything that I've ever been trained in. Uh, may you be blessed. <laughs> and he gives you back the ring. <laughs> and you can add the cloak of displacement to your uh, inventory. 
the ring of displacement? Ring of well, okay, yes, ring of displacement. For mechanical benefits, uh, you can look while, at the cloak of displacement. While that blessing is going on, I want to like lean over to Bertram and be checking out your pendant. Like, hey, what you got over there? This was a gift from my father. Yeah, but what that? What do you do to it? I mean, apparently, I can now see things that could not be seen before. That sounds awesome. And I'll like pull my cloak over my face. Can you see my face? I, I lower your, the cloak <laughs> from your face. Like, now I can. <laughs> not not like that. Oh, I think you do keep it down, please. Sorry. <laughs> uh, after Osbert's done with the uh, with Quill's blessing, uh, he says, "John, you may come forward." John will just like powerfully walk towards him with his halberd. And what item? Do you bring to be blessed? I hope I do not have to use it, but in case I do, please bless my halberd. Mm. Yes, the wonderful halberd of the family. Oh, Horton! Just like huge on you too. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I drop it into your hand. You just like fall over. Yes. Oh yeah, he's the the gallus, <laughs> the the chicken folk. Uh, so he's like. You drop it in, and he's definitely like, it definitely hits the yeah. ground, and he slowly like picks it back up. He's like, uh, I will bless this. If you need to use it, may you use it only in the direst of circumstances, and may you swiftly put an end to those coming against you. That is the plan. This is as high as I can lift it. You're going to have to bend down and pick it up. I'm dropping it. Please. Please. Jane will, Jean will reach down and grab it. One-handed, just put it on his shoulder and just walk back. Thank you. Uh, so you have, uh, you can add a D6 of force damage to uh, your weapon's damage. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and he turns and looks at Otis and says, My son, Otis. I have saved you for last oh. because yours is the most important blessing of all. Oh. Please come forward and present your item given to you to be blessed. I uh, hesitantly walk forward, uh, like cl- clearly unsure of what I'm about to present. And then I look down at my wrist and I pull off a leather bracelet. <laughs> uh, and inside it just says, you're going to go far, kid. <laughs> and uh, I, I hold it out and say, I'm going to go far. Uh, Osbert takes it and says, yes, you will go far. But this was the item that you were given to be blessed? Yep. Oh, okay. And he like looks at it and kind of closes his eyes and does a silent prayer over it and says, I, I don't know why, but it, the blessing took. And Thank he, you. He, he hands it back. Yeah, so you have the uh, ring or the bracelet of jumping, using the ring of jumping uh, stats there. All right. Otis, keep them in line as much as you can. I'll do my best. Go far, kid, I suppose. I'm trying to make a connection, but it's it's... I, I want to call upon the magic in the bracelet, so I will use it to um, cast jump on myself 
<laughs> and just jump as high as I can. Oh, jeez. Yes. Uh, so what's your max height that you can jump? I have a 15-foot vertical jump normally. Okay. So jump triples it. Oh, good. So I can jump 45 feet in the air. <laughs> in <laughs> you just like jump straight up? I just jump straight up. Nice. In the chapel. So uh, you see the Osbert is just there and you jump and he's just snaps his head back is like, oh, just be careful. <laughs> and uh, so as you jump uh, that 45 feet in the air uh, and you're coming down, I need you to make a deck save. <laughs> is the, the ceiling is tall enough for me to jump that high? Uh, yes. Okay, yes. This good. is a massive, massive area. 14. Okay. So you, you are coming down and uh, he, Osbert is very like, unsure of where you're going to land and so he just like runs out of the way and you kind of do a tuck and roll uh, as you uh, hit the ground. That was awesome! And then I'm just going to try to jump across the room. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's your uh, what's your horizontal jump? Normally 30 as oh. a gerbine, so 90 <laughs> while under the jump spell. Yes. Yeah, you jump pretty much straight from the front all the way to the back of the, the whole the chapel area. <laughs> well, I'm ready to go, guys. Wait. Uh, Osbert kind of gets back to the platform and says, well, I guess I actually don't have uh, any closing things. I Nothing can top that. Go with the good graces of the great maple. You do. <laughs> I do like a, the salute of the, uh, the moose knights. All three of the caretakers that are up there do that salute uh, back to you, even yeah. though none of them are moose knights, but it's yeah. definitely the sign of like respect and yeah. everything. So... Where would you guys like to start in finding out your uh, mission? Otis, uh, can you remind us, what, what did the paper say? I'm a little bit rusty on mission. Can we not read it by the sapling also? Good thinking. <laughs> Don't That's want true. to kill it anymore. Let's, let's get out of the village. From the eternal great maple comes this message. How beautiful my children were. Will they ever be this way again? My branches feel stiff and dry. They shine as spring comes closer and bringing with it my end. Spring is capitalized. I suppose that's pretty normal. Hmm. So it is winter currently. So kind of right in the middle of winter is when the, the uh, Atlas days uh, take place. Uh, so you think you have a couple of months till spring. So it says how beautiful my children were. Is that probably whatever saplings are around? Have we heard anything about other saplings being sick or having issues? Should we go to another monastery? Maybe. Are there any towns with spring in the name? None that I can recall. Is there another monastery close by or? Yeah, so okay. there there is there is Salter's Port, uh, which is probably about two days, three days uh, travel. It's on the coast. Uh, or there's the Winnowing Reach, which is up to the north of you guys. Uh, and then kind of right to the north, northwest, uh, there's the Mock Fields, which are just like a big marshland um, filled with uh, different creatures and everything like that. Support might be the best place that a lot of news travels. 
by the water. Make a, everybody make history checks. Uh, rolled a 20. Oh, nice. 15. 15. 13. 13. 13. 21. 21. One. <laughs> hey, Bertram. Bertram, uh... As you're walking uh, outside, uh, there are uh, a bunch of just like these a little bit larger than normal flies that are like just kind of buzzing around uh, this bush. And uh, it's very interesting. <laughs> I'll go check out that bush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you, look out, you look at the bush and uh, there's just uh, a couple of blueberries on it. I look at the blueberries. Let us quickly grab the flies and just put them in my pocket for later. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, so Bertrand goes over and grabs uh, some flies. Uh, my friends might want the blueberries. Grab those too. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Otis, you know that in that in Salter's port, there is a large library. Like, that's one of their big things there. Last time I was in Salter's port, they had this massive library. I didn't get to spend a lot of time in it, but... Maybe they'd have some answers there. Could at least look for clues. Maybe we could see if something similar in this mission was presented earlier and in other missions, or if the Great Maple has had any issues like this before. See if their, sat their sapling has suffered a similar fate as ours has, too. Yes. That sounds like a plan. Sweet. Uh, so you guys are going to start making your way to uh, Saltair's port. Quill would most likely scout ahead. Okay. Um, yeah. Probably 15, 20 minutes ahead, so that way he can run back quick or at least warn the group if there's anything in warning, but still close enough that if something happens back with the rest of the group, he can still get back there quick enough. Nice. So Quill is going on ahead a little bit, just kind of scouting ahead making sure that he's within sight within reach of, of everyone yeah the walk to uh Salter's port is uh mostly wooded uh like almost the whole time uh there's a way that you could go by the the coast and along the sea uh but there has been rumors of wake worm sightings that are uh plaguing that coast and uh taking people out so uh but up to you. You can go through the road or along the coast. Road. Road. All right. Uh, so you guys uh, are walking uh, most of the day. Uh, you're not. You're seeing a couple travelers here and there, uh, and these these woods are are very beautiful, uh, very peaceful, uh, as most of Maplewood is. It's not a very. Uh, I mean, besides the scorched grove, um, but other than that, it's a pretty. Just peaceful and serene walk, and uh, you're just kind of trudging along your way. Uh, as you're kind of walking through the woods, you start to smell uh, a kind of a burned uh, odor uh, as you're as you're walking, and a little bit further, you start to see there's a little clearing that the that the trail goes into, uh, and there's overturned cab uh, caravans and uh, different beasts of burden that were just kind of slain and left there. Uh, and uh, little mounds that kind of go all over the place. So, Quill, if you want to do anything. I'd probably just um, be observing okay. and then waiting for the rest of the group to get there to see if there's anything that's happening, if this was a recent attack or... Right. Um, 
Definitely not uh, recent, uh, probably yesterday. And so uh, make a, make an investigation. 18. Nice. Uh, so as you're kind of just observing from this uh, far side, you start to see there are some there are some caravans that have like the heat lines coming off of it, and um, there are plastered all over the place are the sigils of the uh, Bandit Coalition. Okay, I will um, knowing that I'm at 15-ish minutes ahead. I will when I think they're about five minutes away. I will head back. Tell the group what I've seen. So you reported everything you saw? Yep. <coughs> this acrid air is nasty. I'm going to pull my scarf up around my mouth so I can breathe a little more. Nice. I'd say let's uh, let's be a little bit sneaky. Uh, everybody roll stealth checks for me, please. I'm supposed to be the best at it. I had... Well, actually... You might still be the best at it. <laughs> I rolled a two. So 11. Nice. I had a 10. Okay. Uh, what do we got? At disadvantage, I had a, I have a 17. 17. Oh, nice. my word. Wow. 21. 21. What now. the world? <laughs> the two rows. Yes. Love I rolled an 18 and a 20. I That's got amazing. a nat 20, but it was disadvantage, Sad. so I had to use the 18. Such a shame. Had to use the 18. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shucks. So you guys are walking up to the uh, site of the overturned caravans and the different things, and you start to see a little bit of movement in the tall grass, uh, kind of off to the side a little bit. Uh, and so I want everybody to roll initiative. A one. A one. Wow. Perfect. <laughs> Quill, what do we got? Thirteen. Thirteen. Bertram. 21. 21. Ooh. Perfect. And Otis. Nine. A nine. Awesome. All right. First one up is Bertram. So, like, there's just a little bit of movement in the grass ahead of us? Uh, yeah, kind of off to off to one of the sides out of the clearing a little bit. Uh, I'd like to at least grab my Warhammer from my back and also, like, make sure my shield's more ready on my side. Mm-hmm. And I kind of take more of a defensive stance, but I just rush forward as well <laughs> at the same time. Tor- towards where the, towards movement, the movement was? Yep. Okay. Uh, do, does Bertram have any kind of like a war, a goose call <laughs> that he <laughs> gives as he, he just rushes goes, forward? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like awesome. A car alarm. <laughs> uh, so, I so, start like flapping my wings more like outstretched, like Warhammer one, like like just going full crazy kind of. Nice. Just like his father. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you go go running into the to the bush's edge. Um, and uh, just before you trample over, you see this little uh, family of rabbits um, that that is right there, and they're like, ah! and they start like just scattering in all directions. <laughs> Did they look hostile at all? Or <laughs> when you say family of rabbits, see, are these humanoids? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, okay. so they're like so the, the rabbit. Yeah, I, yeah. They're humble so I'm folk. on the same page. Yeah, yeah. They're they're definitely humble folk, and they they start running like, no, don't hurt us, ah! and they start running. And I just stand there, look confused, and I'm just like, what? Uh. Uh, and one of the uh, one of the rabbits says, "You're you're part of the gaggle." Yes. It's in there. 
and he'll like point and and uh, towards the clearing where all of the overturned caravans and smoldering like piles of ash are. I was kind of make simple like, I guess wing gestures to the rest of the the group, just kind of be like, like eyes focused, like the eye, like two eye fingers kind of pointing like this way. They're like trying nice. to indicate towards the caravan, like indicate like fight over there, bad guys. Nice. Awesome. Can I roll something to see if I understand what you said? <laughs> yes. Go Perception? for it. Perception? Perception, yeah. <laughs> Wisdom saving? Insight, maybe? <laughs> 11. 11? Uh, yeah, it's pretty clear. The gist of it. You get the gist that, like, over here is not the danger. It's somewhere okay. else. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Quill. So you did t- point to the caravan? The caravan, yeah. Great. So I get an extra 10 feet of movement for my first round. Okay. being a gloom stalker ranger and so I will go towards the caravan try to loop around so I can see in it and try to be within 30 feet oh, okay nice make a uh, make a perception check uh, as you look in there nice 22 22 yeah so you see uh, there is just it looks like the inside of this caravan is all just burned to ash and it's only the like the walls are hanging on and you can see something inside the ash starting to like uh, slither around. So I can see it. You can see it. Yep. Great. I'll uh, bonus action cast Hunter's Mark. Okay. On that thing. Okay. Which allows me to add a D six whenever I'm attacking said creature. Nice. And then I will take my first of three attacks. Oh, jeez. The lowest one is a 16. Uh, 16 does not hit. 17. 17 does not hit. 25. 25 hits. Yes. 16. 16 points of damage. Yes. Okay. So you got 16 points of damage uh, on that first deck. And what was that? Was that crossbow? Yep. Nice. Uh, so you, the quill that you, or the arrow, I guess, that you shot uh, kind of goes into this ash pile, and you immediately see... Uh, the form uh, of this giant snake that has, has was just like coiling around inside this uh, caravan, and it starts spazzing out and starts like going to make a beeline towards you, Otis. Okay, how far would you say I am away from the snake? Uh, yeah, you're probably 30, 40 feet. I'm gonna yell at the rabbit family as I run past, as I jump through the air past. Yes. Uh, I'm just using my regular 30-foot jump. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just the regular one. Don't worry, folks. The Order of the Maple is on the case. (laughs) And I'm going to jump over to the snake and stab it with a dagger. Oh, nice. Yeah. Make your attack. 12. 12 does not hit. Okay. I will... Do you have two attacks or just the I one? I can use my bone. I have a dagger in both hands. Oh, okay. So, so like I can bonus hand. action attack. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> That's even worse. That's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You kind of uh, hop on. The snake is starting to slither. and But yeah, you are uh, just right there. We really built up our characters and both <laughs> I know. horribly right <laughs> I rolled, what is that, a four and a two that I rolled? The two rogues, terrible at sneaking. The two rogues, terrible at attacking. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see if you're also terrible at defense. Uh, how far away were you from the... 30. 30-30. Uh, so the snake is going to uh, kind of come out of its 
uh, the ash pile that it was in and make a beeline straight for straight for Quill. So that will provoke uh, opportunity attack if you want to use your reaction. Yeah, sure, absolutely. If it's not go- if it's not trying to attack me, I will attack it as least. No, you uh, did not hit it, so it's not uh, coming after you. That's better. That's a twenty-two. Twenty-two hits. Yes. Do your damage. And I am, as a swashbuckler, I'm the only one next to it, and I'm not adjacent to any other enemies, so that should trigger my sneak attack. I believe so. So 17 damage. 17. Nice. He is uh, starting to look a little more damaged. Uh, All right, so he's going to slither his way uh, up towards uh, Quill and go for an attack against... He has disadvantage. Okay. Because of my cloak of displacement. Oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, nope, that won't hit. And oh, good thing for Jimmy finish because he rolled a natural 20, but it's actually a seven. So, uh, kind of comes up, uh, slithers away very quickly, covers the ground, and starts trying to bite at you. Uh, but does not make it there. So, Jean, I'm going to go like walk past the rabbit folks, not look at them, just like walk past them. Okay, and as I'm getting towards the snake, is it uh. What is it? Uh, one of the burned things, whatever. Yes. So it is uh, an ash snake. So as I'm walking towards the uh, ash snake, I'm just going to be like, I'm going to say, "Vile creature of the burned grove, I am Jean Auton, and you will meet your demise by my outfit." And then I'm going to use my vow of enmity onto it. Ooh. Which gives me advantage on attack rolls for one minute. Nice. Yeah, go for it. So first attack is 25. Yep, that hits. Go ahead and roll your second attack. 19? Yep, that hits too. Nine slashing, and then four force. Nice. And then 13 slashing, two force. 13 slashing? Nice. (laughs) Yeah, this thing is looking pretty hurt now after even just one round. I think you guys... Uh, have done a ton of damage to it. Uh, so Bertram, and, uh, missed. <laughs> and you missed half your attack yeah. too. And I didn't even attack it yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, Bertram. Yeah. <laughs> and Bertram. And Bertram. Uh, so I'm just gonna go run up to it. Yeah. And I am just going to start swinging my warhammer at it recklessly. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, that is a 25 to hit. Yep. Uh, that is 11 damage. Okay. And then making a second attack. Okay. Yeah, he is, like, hanging on by a thread here. That is a 23 to hit. Yep. That. Oh, good, because I did uh, 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Bertram, how do you uh, how do you take uh, this Ash Snake out? So I just run up, kind of give it an upswing with the Warhammer, just, like, kind of set up in the air, then to spike it down, swatting it down. A- nice. Uh, so yeah, smash it, it uh, lies still, and then slowly just like kind of dissolves into ash and just like kind of sits there in the form of a, uh, a snake there. The rabbit the rabbit family comes out of the edges of the clearing and everything and says, Well, thank you so much. We were just traveling on our way to Marshview to see the adventurers that were setting off, uh, but then we got waylaid by this ash snake here. So thank you so much. For being in the area, who are you, folks? We're the adventurers setting off from Marshview. <gasps> the ones? The ones who got the mission? 
the, to, to save the Maple Heart? The one in Forley. <laughs> Otis is now internally regretting that he said that and thinking he should have said the four and only. <laughs> the one and four. But he's just got a smile on his face as he, grim- <laughs> as he internally grimaces. We'll remember that. The one and fourly. That's what your group will be. Your group can be the one and fourly. I'm going to grab the rabbit's hand and put it gently in mine and say, We are the Order of the Maple Leaf. Yeah, a lot of people here are the Order of the Maple Leaf. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look around at everybody else. Oh no, you're doing great. Keep it up. Just gives like a thumbs up. <laughs> Are you guys okay? Do you need anything? Uh, straight back that way. A couple hours. Oh okay. Oh, we we're so close then. Oh, we just missed it. What happened here? Well, I mean, it was the strangest thing. These the ash snake just kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, but it was accompanied by a bunch of other uh, folk wearing the Bandit Coalition uh, garb and, and had their symbols on and everything. And um, I don't know what they were doing this far out here. They're usually staying on the other side of the mountains over there. Do you know which way they went? They went. I was surprised you didn't see them. They went out towards Marshview. Were there any animal? Were there any creatures that stood out to you? <sighs> Let me think. There were a couple. There was this squirrel that I remember seeing. And then there was this wolf, I think he was. Had, he had a, one of his shoulders seemed not to work too well. And there were quite a few others, but those two were like the main ones that I saw. Which way did they go? Like I said, they went on the road back towards Marshview. How long ago was this? Oh, this was yesterday when we were attacked. We ran and hid in the in the uh, bushes over here, because I mean, we're not going to do anything against a wolf and a snake. That's what you guys are for. I'm sorry, you said the wolf had a bad shoulder. Yeah, it, it kind of seemed to be favoring one shoulder. In the squirrel, any defining features about the squirrel? Ah, uh, I mean, not real. I stayed a lot in the trees mostly, so I kind of swinging around from tree to tree. Red squirrel like me? Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. Otis, have you heard of the squirrel? No. Make a uh, deception check. Can I make a deception? Insight? Yeah, insight versus deception. Uh, Yeah, six. Nice. Uh, Yeah, he... uh... Okay, wow. As far as I'm aware, I haven't heard of the squirrel. (laughs) I think when you guys heard him mention the wolf, you see uh, Jean just kind of like grip his uh, halberd would I have heard of this wolf as well? I would have told you about this wolf. Yeah. Like Bertram you would know also, about this wolf. Yeah, like Bertram also gives you a look as like, well, as soon as there's a wolf, I like immediately look at, at Jean. Do we need to go back towards Marshview? I have been waiting six years to find this wolf. Well, here's what I'll say. Jean, we are on a mission. We were told to do the mission. I had a mission given to me before this mission that I must see this Wolf, die. Bertram? I, too, share the same mission. Otis? I've only got one mission. But if there's bandits headed towards Marshview, it wouldn't hurt to help them out. Marshview, not the bandits. (laughs) (laughs) Good Uh, clarification there. I'll look at the rabbit folk and say, well, you're in luck. We're headed back to near Marshview. Oh, oh, we we get to travel with you guys? 
We keep might keep up. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I mean, we're pretty fast. And since you took care of the snake, I think we're good to go. Then here we go, back to where things began. <laughs> and Otis runs off down the road. Uh, uh, okay, okay, okay. But, but bye, Otis. Bye. Gonna check out the rest of the caravan. It's fine. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is where we will end uh, this session. So thanks so much for listening. My name is Tim. I'm your GM. And going around the table, we have Nathan playing Bertram Honksleaf. Seth playing Otis. The other Seth playing Quill. Kyle playing Jean Autant. Awesome. We'll see you guys next week. Guaranteed Adventures is brought to you by Tim Gallegos as our GM, Nathan Kuypers, Seth Guthrie, Kyle Bateman, and myself, Seth Kleinwert. Our theme song was created by Rob Benson, and our Maplewood theme is Wonderland by Roman Senny K Music. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GU Adventure Pod. Please feel free to give us a rating on your podcast platform of choice and share it with your friends. Thanks so much for sticking around to the end of the episode. And here's a preview of our next episode coming out next week. I do not know his name, but all I know is the mark I left him. Six years ago. Six years, three months, 12 days, <laughs> 13 hours, 13 hours, 24 minutes, <laughs> two sec, three sec, four sec, five sec. <laughs> just the whole time you're running, just <laughs> counting off seconds.